Another digital, another digital, another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. 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 Like Oreo cookies that has gone out of date, it is another digital citizen episode three hundred and thirty-two. Here with my co-host Luke. Hi, Luke. Hi, Fro. Hi, everybody. How's it going? It is going pretty good. Uh, if I say eh, or eh, or eh, it is because I uh, more directly from the hospital than this. It doesn't really get because uh, I fixed uh, something. So if I'm oing and eing, it's just because I'm uh, in a little bit of pain. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit of pain. Hopefully, we can make it through. The whole show. I think it'll, you you sound all right. I mean, it definitely could be worse, right? It, it could be worse. Right, totally. So hopefully, yeah, it's all good. Um, should just be a regular show mm -hmm. is what we're expecting. But if something crazy happens, maybe we'll do a short show. I don't know. Who knows? Uh, how about uh, those Oreo cookies? Do you like Oreo cookies? I mean, I'm fine with Oreos. It's not like something I'm. Insane. Some people really love Oreos. It's like their favorite thing in the world or whatever. And they'll like go out and get the brand new kind of Oreos whenever they come out. Because in America, it's like Oreo, at least for a while, it seemed like they were releasing a new flavor like every three months or something crazy. Uh, I don't think they're Have doing you ever that had much. White? Have you ever had white Oreos? Vanilla Oreos? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, well, they're vanilla. I, mean, I Do you mean... The vanilla cookie with the white, or are you talking about a white? Yes. Like actually, well, no, oh. yeah. no. In America, vanilla. we have like the craziest Oreo flavors ever. Uh, okay. I mean, there's been birthday cake Oreos, red velvet mm. Oreos. I mean, I, hmm. uh, dipped Oreos were a good one. I don't know if those still exist. Where it was like dipped a regular okay. Oreo, and then it's just dipped in chocolate, and then the whole thing's coated in chocolate. Ooh. It's well. When you think about it, that's a in concept a great idea, right? But what's the best yeah. thing about an Oreo? Uh, the cookie. Putting it in the milk and getting it soaking uh, it in the milk. You can't do yeah, that when it's yeah. coated in chocolate. <laughs> that is a good point. Right, it's a whole different experience uh, from like a regular Oreo. I don't. I yeah. and honestly, most people are like, I want a double stuff. I don't know if you have mm. you have double stuff there. I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah. I'd yeah. rather have a, like the single stuff. I think the double stuff the ratio is a little off. I I like the double stuffed uh, better, uh, but I I like I like the the middle the best. I think. I think if you and me were like uh, together, and if if uh, we ate the cookies, I would take the white stuff, and you could have the cookie. Triple double Oreos is a thing in America. They have really three Never cookies. Triple. They have three cookies, and then one. They they got white stuff and then underneath it's also got chocolate filling so it's got two mm. layers of filling and three cookies that's okay. like one of the most wacky ones I guess the one you're talking about is called go golden Oreo there's so many golden Oreos so yeah. many Oreo flavors coconut delight Oreos strawberry Ugh. milkshake Oreo here's a okay. terrible green tea Oreo Ugh, those that are in sounds... 
obviously terrible. Japan. Well, they love green tea yeah. in Japan. They that's like their thing. Ugh. What? Ugh. That's just, like atrocious. <laughs> Ouch. Oh, yeah. That that doesn't sound good at all. Yeah, I, I've had the birthday cake ones. They weren't that great. Candy corn Oreos were a limited edition Halloween yeah. release in 2016. Those look okay. pretty bad. They're like uh-huh. uh, golden Oreo, but the in, inside is uh, yellow and orange. I wonder what they're... Have you had pumpkin pie spiced? No, but that probably exists, huh? I'm sure I'm sure it does. Watermelon Austin. Oreo cookies were limited edition in 2013. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds horrible. Limeade Oreo cookies. Uh, yeah, they're... Oh. Holy crap, this list is so long. It's insane. <laughs> lady, Oh, the Lady Gaga chromatic Oreos. I forgot about those. I, I did have those. You did? Okay. I never... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were super limited edition. Like, you could barely find them here. They came all to Norway. How about wasabi <laughs> Oreos released in China in 2018? <laughs> no. Wasabi flavored cream uh, filling. No, thanks. <laughs> well, that would be... Fu- I think that's more of like, fuck with your friend kind of Oreo. Like, not, don't tell them what it is and just be like, hey, try an Oreo. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you think Prince Andrew... Likes Oreos. He probably likes the waffle syrup Oreo released in May of 2017. Um, Is that what rapists eat? eat? <laughs> uh, alleged rapists? Yeah, possibly. Um, oh, alleged. Oh, yeah, it's so alleged. Cough, cough. Right, Prince Andrew uh, has settled with Virginia Grufre uh, in his sexual assault case in the United States. Uh they have agreed to a settlement by making substantial donation to an, his accuser's charity and declaring he never meant to malign her character in a court filing revealed Tuesday. The deal avoids trial that would have obviously bring, brought embarrassment to the monarchy. Uh, besides the undisclosed donations uh, for, to the charity, it says Andrew acknowledged he has, uh, she has suffered as an abuse victim and did not specify whether Gouffre would personally also receive money as part of the settlement. So we don't know if she's getting comp. I would assume she's getting compensation of some type. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Can I can I say I'm a little bit disappointed? Uh, yeah, I wanted it to go to trial, for sure. Um, but yeah. we also said, like, if he settles, it basically is... it. It's all... It's... To the point of admitting guilt where you're like, I don't think I can win this trial, so I might as well settle, mm. right? And if he doesn't mm-hmm. think he can win the trial, it means he thinks he's guilty, right? Yeah. I mean, they're in, in this article, they're obviously spinning it as, oh, they're just trying to avoid it looking bad for the the royal family. Well, I think it, they should have probably worried about that, like, years ago. <laughs> it's a little late. Yeah. And the number I've I've heard spinning around is between sixteen and fourteen million dollars, so I mean it's not nothing. Okay, yeah. Um, I haven't heard I I haven't heard any rumors about it. Uh, um. Uh, yeah. I looked uh, at some like British newspapers. None of them can really agree, but I think some is between. Uh, some I've heard is between ten and sixteen. And that is probably where it is. 
somewhere. Uh, in the filing, to guess. what we're seeing, what I'm seeing today, uh, in the filing, Prince Andrew admitted admits to Epstein trafficking young women uh, and girls. Uh, this is from the filing. It's known that Jeffrey Epstein tra trafficked countless young girls over many years. Prince Andrew regrets his association with, with Epstein and commends the bravery of Mrs. Gouffre and other survivors. So that was in the mm. filing. Okay. Basically, he's admitting that uh, Epstein... Well, that he knew... Well, not that he knew about it at the time, but that he definitely was friends with Epstein and that Epstein was... Uh, mm. doing these horrible things, um, which mm. I don't think he's, mm. I don't think that's ever been kind of admitted by the prince, so that's interesting. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, like I said, I'm, um, I am, I'm sad, mostly because I, I, I really wanted to see him behind bars, but I, I can understand yeah, well, this was understand. a civil case, so that was never going to happen, uh, more than likely. Well, okay. But but anyway. Uh, I think it, him going to trial would have um, put a lot of pressure on other people on her, involved, yeah. Like, yeah. involved in the situation who haven't been yep. um, brought to justice yet, I guess. Yeah. And also the the team that uh, like uh, was his defense could like bring up her past and things like that. Yeah, it would be a dirty, dirty thing. So I understand it. It's just like uh, somewhat disappointing. What is not so disappointing is that uh, Russia announces that they are withdrawing some of their troops near Ukraine. Russia's defense ministry so said Tuesday that it is pulling back some troops off the border of Ukraine. According to multiple reports, uh, it has been indicated that the Russian troops were returning to their bases after completing exercises. Ukrainian officials remain skeptical. It's from the Ukrainian foreign minister. Russia constantly makes various statements. That's why we have the rule here. We won't believe when we hear. We'll believe when we see. Okay, so... Uh, and then the U.S. government... Biden saying yesterday um, to still be worried about Russian aggression, uh, even though Russia is saying they're going to pull back troops. So, yeah, uh, I read something in the Norwegian newspaper today about this because uh, uh, one of our, well, one of the biggest uh, people that has been. Uh, involved with this is NATO's uh, General Secretary Jens Stoltenberg, and he is of course Norwegian. Okay. And uh, he uh, he uh, he 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 thought this was uh, uh, NATO thinks this is good, uh, but uh, they are making fun of him of the, the Russian. Uh, like from the Russian side of things, that he says that this is good. So, who knows? It's it's kind of weird. It's kind of weird. It's a. They're making fun of like, him for saying that withdrawing troops is a good thing. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, but uh, I don't know. I I. What do you think about this? I mean, it's good, isn't it? If they do this. Uh yeah, it, it and it's just that the U.S. 
and uh, NATO are, are not accepting that it's even true. They're basically oh, saying, yeah. we don't believe that you're going to withdraw troops. Um, right. They're saying that... I guess the same day that the, the articles came out about Russia saying we're going to move troops back, Russia is saying the whole point we had a lot of troops down there was we were doing military drills, military exercises. Now those drills and exercises are done, mm -hmm. so we're moving those troops back. Um, which kind of goes against the whole, oh, the reason that they're there is that they're, it's aggression against Ukraine, but Russia this whole time has been saying the reason we're there is doing exercises, which, how much do you believe that? I don't know. I don't really believe that the whole reason that they were there is to do exercises. No. Um, that is total bullshit. Right. It's just as much of... Uh, posturing as um, you know the the West does when we send ships into the China Sea and things right. like that, right? Um, yeah, I say it's for fishing. Right, exactly. <laughs> or doing exercises. We do that all the time. Yeah. We send uh, yeah. ships and troops all over the place, and then say we're doing exercises. Um, yeah, and <laughs> most recently it was that South China Sea thing, and China wasn't happy about mm. that. Us being there, so uh, yes, uh, there's it's a confusing situation because both sides don't believe each other one side is i would say both sides are lying in one respect or another right and so it's hard to like um trust anybody in this situation um and everybody seems to be kind of escalating uh until yesterday when russia said it was de-escalating kind of the first i think this is the first kind of de-escalation uh from either side right whether it's true or not um, at least the, the the rhetoric rhetoric is out there, uh, but then mm. the Biden administration, their comeback was basically uh, saying that Russian tanks are are on the ready, right? I think mm. there was a big controversy this week because uh, the president of Ukraine, what's his name, Zelensky, if you didn't know, he was like a uh, before he became president was a com a comedy actor on a television show. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I know that, yeah. And he was doing a speech, I guess, and making a joke about, oh, the U.S. said uh, the Russians are going to attack Wednesday. Uh, made it, like, because mm -hmm. he's a comedian, he was joking, basically making fun of America, being like, how can you predict when Russia's, like, going to attack? You just know yeah, the yeah. day and the time and everything that they just decided mm. to attack. He was making a At joke. six o'clock. Right, exactly. Yeah. And then the U.S. media picked it up as being real and that oh the russians are gonna attack yeah. on wednesday <laughs> and it became kind yeah. of a almost a meme to a point um yeah obviously it's wednesday we don't see anything about russian attacking so yeah no i i i, I like i said i i will uh i will believe it when i see it is that okay i i'm i'm not going to believe one one part or the other before it happens i'm i'm not sure what i believe like just pictures of a train from ukraine doesn't prove anything like i saw an article multiple articles in the last couple of days but one article yesterday saying the first uh, shots fired in the ukraine crisis could be in space from Mm. Because the Russians shot down that satellite of theirs a few months ago. Mm -hmm. Remember that? I do remember that. And so now, 
Aren't we glad we have Space Force? That's what the whole article, the whole article was like, <laughs> saying, uh, talking about how Ouch. Space Force was a huge joke when Trump was around, but now we have this Ukraine yeah. thing, now Space Force has real things to fight, and it's like, mm, is Ukraine in space? Pretty sure it's on mm. Earth, but okay. And I'm pretty sure Ukraine probably doesn't have a great space program, I'm just guessing. You know, uh, I could be totally wrong there. Uh, yeah. I think, what was the other thing they were saying? Uh, they were saying, oh, the cyber... Apparently, the Ukraine Ukrainian army, uh, a few different bases were hacked, and they're blaming R Russia for that also, so... I can't wait for the big, big book about how all things is Russia. I'm uh, it's, it's, they, I think the whole thing was like they expected they're even still saying in the news this morning uh, an, an invasion is imminent it can happen at any time Russia can, right. it, and they were they were really pushing that it was going to happen this week this is the week They a lot on the news I was seeing you know talking heads saying uh, Russia is going to invade even before the Olympics is over and that might piss off China uh -huh. so that was the whole thing. Mm. Um, and obviously then st it starts coming out, oh, well, maybe this is how they're going to attack. Maybe they're going to attack in space. Maybe not an actual invasion. Maybe it's a cyber attack that's going to happen. Maybe it's this. I just feel like the goalpost of what an attack is is starting to kind of be moved. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, yeah, I, I'm sorry. I, I just find it extremely frustrating. And I, I just like, yeah. I mean, I would find it more Russia, frustrating but... as a European than as American. I mean, Biden right. came out and did a speech yesterday. A lot of what I'm saying is coming from Biden's speech uh, yesterday. He was saying that Americans are going to feel uh, the pressure of the Ukraine crisis mostly at like the gas pump because oil prices mm. and uh, gas, like, natural gas prices will go up if we're at war with Russia. Like, that's the big sure. thing that Americans are going to see as, like, a negative of this, right? right. But uh, I don't think he's putting into consideration all the other countries involved, you know? I agree. Uh, but, uh, hey, look, if you were Biden, what would you use $7 billion for? And where would you take it from? Well, if you had frozen seven billion dollars in Afga Afghani assets, um, I guess you would split it between uh, humanitarian aid for Afghani's, which it's their money, so it should probably be their money. But uh, and then giving it to September 11th victims. Hold on. Twen Twenty years later. Yeah, we're giving uh, aid. We're giving a fund. Uh, worth $3.5 billion to September 11th victims seeking relief for the terror attacks that killed thousands. Um, of course, they were... All the I'm people sorry, who why, were on why, the plane why, who yeah. blew up the World Trade Center were Saudi Arabian, <laughs> right? Not even Afghani, so right. this is very so confusing. What? I'm not sure what the two things has to do with each other. I'm a little confused. We're still in this weird, like early 2000s mentality of that, like, the reason we invaded Afghanistan is because of 9-11, which everybody knows at this point, 20 years later, is not true. 
I mean, it was a convenient lie that the that George W. Bush came up with, and now Biden is saying oh, the same kind of rhetoric. You know, it's just it's that whole like um, who's the, who's on the left and who's on the right. It's hard to tell anymore. <laughs> that is, <it's, sighs> yeah. I, I I don't I don't have words of how confusing I find this because I I was thinking that you probably should have taken care of this 20 years ago when it actually happened. Well, I, well, the thing is, the reason the U.S. has said they can take this money is because we've kind of been funding the country this whole time when it wasn't under Taliban rule. And so the, right. the U.S. is saying uh, that we helped Afghanistan create these assets and so we have right, right. to them um but yeah. a lot of a lot of the money that was in there is actually like savings and stuff from actual just families who live in afghanistan it's not like it's like uh, from an international bank so it's not just like the money that was uh, that was uh, part of the government it was like the afghani people's money also is in this fund um and giving them half the money back when there's already a humanitarian crisis there is just, uh... Yeah, it's it's a slap in the face for sure. Hmm. Yeah, no, I, I find it, the whole thing a little confusing, and I guess I guess I, I agree with you that all the seven million sh- billion should go to Afghanistan, probably. They don't want to give it to the <sighs> Taliban, is the thing. Which would look yeah. obviously look bad on... on the administration, you can't... Because you think about Fox News the next day. The Biden administration gives $7 billion to the Taliban. That doesn't look yeah, good, yeah, right? So, yeah, yeah. Um, I can understand putting it into, yeah. like, a humanitarian aid fund. But I don't think putting half of it was the right move. I think that right. um, they did that for a whole other reason. There was a big controversy in September where the families of the 9-11 victims didn't want Biden to come to the memorial. Remember that? No, I don't. So the 9-11, there were, there's a whole thing. The fam, the victims, uh, the families for the victims of 9-11 put out a petition saying, we don't want Joe Biden to come here because he doesn't oh. have uh, our interests at heart. He, do, he doesn't fight for our, our what, what we're looking for, which is uh, compensation, uh, and th- this is him giving that compensation. So this is all a pol- political. It's all political. Yeah. Right. yeah. Is it a less, Isn't it uh, our election season? Could also have to do with that. Oh well, yeah, this is all optics to try to make Joe Biden look good in the eyes of people who uh, support the nine eleven victims, and also he mm. wants to look good. And for some reason, Joe Biden is obsessed with looking good and. In the right wing media, he doesn't want mm-hmm. the right wing media to bash him, even though those people aren't going to vote for you, Joe. So I don't understand why you give a shit, really. Yeah, he just yeah. wants to always be like a fence sitter, so that he's not making anybody on either side of the aisle mad. Um, mm. Which doesn't work in this day and age, for sure. Uh, here's one thing: <laughs> uh, Milbrand, uh, Dave Milbrand of the International Rescue Committee said. The humanitarian community did not choose the government, but that's no excuse to punish the people. And there is, and there is a middle course to help Afghani people without embracing the new government. So, mm. 
Are you ready to talk about news that isn't really news that we have known for many, 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 many fucking years? Well, CIA is secretly collecting bulk data pertaining to Americans. What a shock. Uh, right. I, th I guess uh, what we definitely knew is that the NSA had been bulk collecting. That came out in the Edward Snowden re revelations, obviously. Right. Um, Who didn't think CIA was doing the same thing? I have to ask. Right. Uh, I guess the thing is, there had been rules set in place after everything happened with Edward Snowden that... that yeah, because they, they are care actually, about that. If this is true, which we're, what we're seeing is it probably is, that they were breaking the law doing this, but uh, Senator Ron Wyden from Oregon... What? Well, the American... <laughs> System breaking rules? What? Uh, Senator Ron Wyden and Martin Heinrich uh, of Oregon and New Mexico said in a letter that was partly disclassified Thursday that the CIA has been collecting data on, in a bulk secret program that could impact American privacy. In a letter sent to William Burns, the CIA director, and, and NID director a Avril Haines, the two Senate Intelligence Committee members called for more information on the program. In addition to declassifying the senator's letter, the CIA also said on Thursday, uh, declassified a portion of recommendations from a report compiled by the Privacy and Civil Liberties Oversight Board. Uh, Wyden and Heinrich alleged that the letter, oh, in the letter, that the program has operated outside of laws passed and reformed by Congress under the authority of an executive order 12333, uh, a document signed by President Reagan in 1981. <laughs> uh, the lawmakers wrote, The CIA has secretly conducted its own bulk program. It has done so entirely outside the statutory framework of Congress and the public believe uh, govern this collection and without any judicial, co congressional, or even executive branch oversight. Uh, that comes with FISA collection. Uh, this basic fact has kept, has been kept from the public and from Congress until last month, and the nature and full extent of the CIA's collection was withheld even from Senate Select Committee on Intelligence. So, they're doing this all completely out of any type of um, scrutiny uh, from any authority uh yeah they're doing this completely illegally without any uh anybody watching them right yeah i don't i'm not surprised at all like at all there's just like no news for me no well, joke well i mean it's, yeah i think every this is kind of everybody know i mean the a few years ago there was that funny meme of my FBI guy meme. Remember that? It was like, mm -hmm. yeah. uh, say hello to my FBI guy. And, and that, mm. like, because the FBI's watching you through your camera and that's, you know, it's a joke that, you know, comes out of a real fear that people have. Um, and it seems, I mean, we know it's founded. We know that, the, that these things happen. Um, we don't know what, to what extent they're targeting certain people or groups is the thing. Like, mm. we know they're bulk collecting just all the data that comes in, they're just storing it, but how how mm. are they using that data is the real question. 
Um, are they targeting... I'm going to guess uh, for nothing good. I'm going to guess. <laughs> yeah, I would guess so. Um, yeah, it, it says, What these documents demonstrate is that many of the same concerns that Americans ha have about privacy and civil liberties also apply to how CIA collects and handles information under executive order and outside of FISA law. In particular, these documents reveal serious problems associated with warrantless backdoor searches of Americans, the same issue that has generated bipartisan concern in the FISA context. Um, obviously, referencing the FISA documents uh, used to spy on the Trump campaign a few years ago. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. But at the same time, I think when people get all up in arms about like Facebook collecting your data or, um, you know, any of these tech companies collecting your data, uh, shouldn't, I mean, shouldn't the same amount, if not more scrutiny be put on the U.S. government doing the same thing? No, 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 because the U.S. government is there to protect you, Luke, and you have to trust them. Right. They will never, ever do something that is against your uh, better... Things, look. They are there for you, look. Right, exactly. Uh, the FBI didn't kill Martin Luther King, right? Is that what we're saying? No, and the CIA didn't not. kill one of our presidents? Okay, sure. No, definitely not. Cough, cough. Yeah, now, this is weird. Uh, talking about weird, uh, John Durham. I totally forgot about John Durham. Uh, alleged cyber analyst exploded access to Trump White House server. Yeah, this is a um, very controversial story going on. Like, if you're on the left, uh, you this is complete bullshit to you. And if you're on the right, this is like the smoking gun that's going to take mm -hmm, down the, the Democratic Party. Um, pew, pew, pew. I think it's kind of... Uh, it's it's a thing, but it's not. It's neither of those to me. I don't know how, how you feel about this whole thing. Um, Let's go into it. John Durham, special counsel, appointed under former uh, President Trump to investigate the FBI's ongoing Russian interference in 2016, alleges that the court, oh, in court, that a tech executive exploited access to White House data in order to find damning information about uh, Donald Trump. In a court filing submitted Friday, Durham's office said that an executive who is referred to in the legal filings only as Tech Executive One, but has been oh, identified in news reports as Rodney Joffe, used his company to access non-public government domain name systems and data through a pending cybersecurity contract that he was analyzing supposed links between the Trump Organization and a Russian bank. Okay. Uh, Durham's office wrote, a tech executive one employer, internet company one, had come in, um, had come to access and maintain dedicated servers uh, as part of a sensitive arrangement whereby it provided DNS resolution services to the executive office of the president. Tech exec executive one and his associates exploited this arrangement by mining the executive of the office of the president's uh, DNS traffic and other data for the purpose of gathering derogatory information about Donald Trump. Okay. So that's the accusation mm -hmm. um, that this guy, John Durham, was working with Michael Sussman, who we know was being paid by the Clinton campaign 
to get dirt on Donald Trump. Uh, this guy, mm-hmm. Joffrey, uh, his company was doing um, DNS data collection for the White House. They had already been doing it. Before Trump was even in there, they were doing this during the Obama administration. This is just a security protocol, basically... Uh, they're monitoring the White House computers to see if any malware gets on or if any non-government entity is on the computers, right? It's it's a, just a really probably expensive, complex uh, um, malware bot, right? It, or even not even a bot. It's actual people just sitting there, like, monitoring the White House computers. So it's not surprising that they were finding this data, what is a revelation from this is that, according to the filings, uh, they were using that data to find dirt on Trump. That's that's the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to guess Trump was very happy about this. Trump's, he, he said in his, go ahead. in the statement, he said it shows how totally corrupt and shameless the media is. Can you imagine uh, the roles were reversed and Republicans, in particular President Donald Trump, got caught illegally spying into the office of the president? All hell would break loose. And uh, the electric chair would immediately come out of retirement. The good news is that everybody is talking about it, not uh, uh, as atrocity against our nation, but... The press uh, uh, refuses even to mention the major crime took place. So that's cool. Uh, Right. Sussman uh, is accused of falsely telling the FBI's top attorney in in a 2016 meeting that he was not representing any client when he presented data that research... Researchers believe could have established a connection between Trump businesses and Moscow's base Alpha Bank. Uh, Sussman has pleaded not guilty and denies any wrongdoing. Uh, the filing, mm-hmm. this filing, came in prosec- endurance prosecution against Michael Sussman, uh, an attorney who was representing Jaffe and who worked on behalf of the Democrats and the Hillary Clinton campaign. Uh, so, mm-hmm. a lot of obviously, we can see how the Republicans are going to take this and say, uh, clearly this shows that the Clinton camp, the, the Clintons were trying to find dirt on Trump. I don't necessarily, mm-hmm. there isn't that solid of a connection because we don't have a connection of her paying this tech executive. We have him giving information to a lawyer who then used some of that information to give to the FBI, right? Um mm-hmm. So there is an actual connection to uh, the Clintons, um, which that's kind of the jump that a lot of like Fox News or those places are making, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then on the Democratic side, uh, they're saying that, um, oh, well, this w- they were collecting this data even when uh, Obama was in office. All- this data collection right. had already been happening. Therefore, nothing nefarious is happening because they were always right. collecting that data. Yeah, well, look, look at it all the way. Look at it all the way. Right. I mean, like, yes, they were collecting. This guy was doing the exact same thing under Obama as he was under Trump. But was he mm. using the data he was collecting to find dirt on Obama? Which that's the allegation here. So I think right. both sides are trying to kind of 
either downplay it or upplay it, and it's kind of more in the middle than that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, then again, uh, oh, I'm sure that uh, if there were any records, uh, Trump just uh, flushed them down the toilet. Right. This was big news this week. Um, <laughs> uh, former President Donald Trump on Thursday denies that he, denies a claim that he flushed documents down the White House toilet and said that he was no under no obligation to turn over his the administration records, which. Uh, flies in the face of presidential record law. Uh, mm. This is is this from Trump? Yeah, Trump says also another fake story. I that I flush paper and documents down a White House toilet. It's categorically untrue and simply made up by a reporter in order to get publicity for a most fictitious book. Trump said in a, re a statement released by his Safe America Pack uh, to Axios. Mm. Uh, Jennifer Jacobs of Bloomberg. Uh, White House reporter said uh, Haberman reporting about the documents in toilets was 100% accurate and that sources at the time confirmed staff found torn up pieces of paper in toilets and they thought Trump was behind it. Okay. That doesn't sound yeah, super that solid to me. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> laughing oh. right because it's it's a, it, the stomach muscles yeah um, oh uh, the national icon mm. archives records administration who collects and sorts and later releases presidential records has asked the justice department to investigate in another sign of serious situation the times reported that officials found what could be classified information in documents trump handed over uh belatedly uh Okay. There are at least four mm -hmm. ways Trump is accused of trying to destroy documents, ripping them up, political reported in 2018. He ate them, Omarosa said uh, in a, a memoir. Uh, he dropped them on the floor, the National Archive mm -hmm. says, and then this new revelation that he flushed them down the toilet. So, Well, the thing is, he ate them, and therefore he flushed them down the toilet. Yeah, I guess those two things are kind of yes. the same in like a yes. weird roundabout way. Yeah. Yes, because when you eat them, they turn into poo. <laughs> right, and his mm -hmm. his body just doesn't process paper very well. So when he pooed, it was just like just mm -hmm. paper. That's all it was. Because you know McDonald's doesn't really like uh, break down all that well either. So it's just like a. a half-eaten Big Mac and then just a whole piece of paper when he took a poo. When you hear James Blunt, You're Beautiful, do you start crying? That's an amazing song, isn't it? You're beautiful. You're beautiful. It's kind of it's overplayed true. in, like, um, in movies. And so, and <laughs> I feel like it's one of those songs that's, like, a little overdone, so I, I don't really cry at it, but it's a still a good song. Still a good song. I, I love that song. It's definitely better than Baby Shark Ark Ark. Baby Shark Ark Ark Ark. Uh, you think James Blunt could do, like, a cover of Baby Shark and make it better? Baby Shark Baby Shark Ark Ark Baby Shark Ark 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 Yes. Maybe it's possible, I guess. Uh, yeah, uh, because New Zealand cops. Uh, something is wrong. Wrong in the sentence. 
New Zealand cops? That doesn't really seems like there's a thing. Uh, they blast a, a baby shark and James Blunt at vaccine protesters because there's nothing more awful than playing your beautiful to oh, to protesters. Right. Uh, there's a lot of ma vaccine mandate protests happening. Uh, did you hear about the ones in Canada? Obviously, with the, I did. Yeah, yeah. They like. Uh, made it like a national emergency the prime minister did um and then there's other protests kind of like all over the world but one of them in new zealand uh, the authorities are blasting baby shark Blunt, and other songs to try to force vac anti-vaccine mandate protesters from parliament grounds but demonstrators seem not to mind and sing along to the songs uh <laughs> A video from BBC on Monday showed protesters sing along to James Blunt's You're Beautiful as police blast it uh, over loudspeakers. Protesters danced along to catchy children's song Baby Shark after pol police tried to annoy the protesters. Police then blasted Macarena, a popular dance song oh, from the 90s. Hey, Macarena. <laughs> Hundreds of anti-mandate anti supporters oh. have occupied the grounds of the nation's parliament since last week. Uh, police are continuing to appeal to the protest group, uh, but they're 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 disrupting the residents' schools and places of work. Uh, is cre it's creating real stress and concern, and people f are feeling unsafe. Okay. Uh, yeah, I yeah. we we did a whole uh, main topic about uh, using. Uh, music as a torture method, right? Uh, I think that's yes. kind of the. That's the idea here, is to annoy them so bad by using Baby Shark that they they just get... Just play Friday constantly. Friday the song or Friday the movie? Yeah. I was going to say Friday the movie, they'll probably just go get popcorn. That's a good movie. Yes. yes. Um, no, the song by Rebecca Black. See, I, it's Friday, Friday. That's even too melodic. I feel like you'd need to play something like uh, just so obnoxious, just like constant tone or something like that just like a just a changing tone wave that just like goes up and down that that would be more annoying. ah the new adele album okay <laughs> oh, yeah. oh bro i love adele right uh it even says here in this article the demonstrators in new zealand have drawn inspiration from canadians the canadian freedom convoy truck protest uh, which mm -hmm. are snarled major bridges and streets in Ottawa. Um, yeah, th it, that whole thing is definitely caught on as a thing. I don't know, what do you think about these anti-mask um, mandate things? I feel like it's a little late. Like all, At least in America, a lot oh. of these mandates are already shutting down. So I feel like they're yeah. protesting something that like isn't really a thing anymore. <laughs> I mean, we're not forced to be in our houses anymore or anything. Like, you can go to the store and do it like there's no real like what are they what are they what do they want to do that they can't do right now that that they you know that they're protesting for other than just wearing a mask when you go into a, like a business right yeah it, yeah no I, I i'm i'm trying to think of like what is the worst thing you could play for me to get me to leave some somewhere? And the the real answer is actually Norwegian death metal. Yeah, or like yeah, fin Finnish death metal or something like that. Um, yeah. 
I mean, they could just uh, play like a n Nigerian uh, movie on like a really big screen. Oh yeah, that. Do you remember the one that we saw? What was it called? That was like uh, something to do with uh, bicycles. Oh. I, I thought it had to do with like crows or birds. It has something to do it with was birds. Some, some birds. Yeah. yeah, one of those movies that's just like so awful They're and just damaged. surround them with screens. Yeah. <laughs> Show them birdemic two over and over. <laughs> yeah, and and uh, uh, yeah, just a whole like. Well, maybe bad movies wouldn't work. I don't know. I don't know. Talking about the birds, hundreds of blackbirds mysteriously plummet mid. Migration. Have you seen this video? It's pretty weird no, looking. Um, I have not. A security camera in Mexico captured the moment a hunt, uh, the moment hundreds of yellow-headed blackbirds suddenly, uh, for no reason, fell from the sky. Okay, so we got a security camera video here. I don't think there's okay. any audio, so we, I'll talk over it. But give me a countdown whenever you're ready. In three, two, one, play. Okay, there's a little music. You see the birds? They were just in the top right or left corner. Yeah, yeah. And then there they are again. Oh, oh holy moly! Like, they just... It's like That's a mass... Rich. It's a like a big group of birds. A, flo yeah. a flock of birds. And then all of a sudden, a whole bunch of them just fall. Just for no yeah, real reason. For no reason. Some of them or are getting up. Like, they fell, but they're, you can see them getting up off the ground, and some yeah. of them... It says dozens of them didn't make it, obviously, probably just from falling God, out of the sky yeah. uh, and hitting the ground, but uh, oh. it's just so weird, and nobody has an explanation as to why it happened. Huh. Uh, some people speculating that maybe a power line or an electrical surge of some type, just because they were so close together. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, or the wind, but, the, yeah, people don't really know. And that video doesn't really give you a good because the where the um top of the frame is is kind of where whatever mm -hmm. hit them or whatever happened happened out of frame so right, it's hard to right. tell yeah mm. hey look you and me we're going to talk a little about the super bowl later right uh uh spoiler alert it was a pretty good game it was fine i mean uh, yeah. i think a lot of people weren't happy with the winner but we'll talk about that in a minute Right, uh, but uh, let uh, let's uh, hear Tron's view on Super Bowl and racism. Hello, this is Tron with Tron tells the truth. Let's talk about sports. No, I'm not going to talk about the Super Bowl game because I don't give a fuck about Super Bowl. I don't give a fuck about American football. I don't give a fuck about football. Like I don't give a shit about Olympics. <clears throat> yeah, it's not because it's in China or I like to call it West Taiwan. It's because it's a fuck. China is, or West Taiwan is, a fucking dictatorship. Yes, and the games are just a propaganda show like the Olympics in 1946, while Hitler was a in Germany. But let's again talk about Super Bowl. First, I will give a congratulation to the journalist. We found it was a good scoop to tell everybody around the world that Snoop Dogg smoked weed before the halftime show. I think the biggest news would be that he didn't smoke weed before the halftime show. It's like, oh, it's a big news, he's smoking weed with Willie Nelson. Well, we laughed about it here in Europe. I think like they didn't address the United States. But let's come to the issue is pissed off right-wingers this week. 
Eminem taking a knee. Yeah, we all know what that means. And it seems to piss off conservatives. You know, conservatives who talk about cancel culture 24-7, but they will not have it that athletes take the knee because it's about human rights and dignity. It's against police violence, and they cannot do that. Rudy Giuliani had a rant on Fox News. It was incredible that I had to take a drink afterward. The man is still batshit fucking crazy. The funniest thing, the funniest thing about this case is that NFL should happen to tell Eminem not to do it. Yeah, the rumor said that they told him several times you should not take the knee. If you tell Eminem many times that you should not do anything, it's a very good chance that he do it. It's like telling a horny teen that she will not go into that webpage, not going on that webpage because it can be people fucking in there. Yeah, it's a good chance that he will go in and watch people fucking in there. I don't know why the conservatives are so pissed. And many pissed commenters are like, they're mixing mixing uh, politics into sports. Yeah, because that have never been done before. I've seen sports arrangements in the United States where they're honoring the military. You may say honoring the military is not politics, but it is. When you sing the national anthem before I'm an American, every match you have, it's about politics. We don't do that in the rest of Europe. We don't. Uh, everything is really politics to take into it, but there are some politics who's more important than others. It should be normal politics or act of decency, like not killing people. That should be something to agree about. Don't you, you police violence. You should you can agree about that too. And racism is a bad thing. It's like some, those issues which should not be about left and right without normal human dignity. I think the Eminem did the right thing. I don't like every song that Eminem comment, but he did the right thing. And I hope people continue doing that thing. It's funny how conservatives always talk about cancel culture. But when they talk about cancel culture, it really they don't like to be criticized. They think they can they think that the, the freedom of speech is just can say anything bullshit they want and have no consequences. But when people on the left and the center say things they want, they should get consequences right away. Because you cannot take the name. You cannot take take a stand against police violence. You cannot criticize every war America has gone gone into. So they they just so cancel culture is okay as long as it's up to them to decide what cancel culture is. After 9-11, a lot of people was jailed and lost their jobs because criticizing the war against Iraq. That was cancel culture. But not according to the conservatives, because for them it was just patriotism. You can all go fuck yourself. I think, and in the end here, I would just say, stop watching sports. Stop glorifying sports. Don't give a fuck about Super Bowl. Don't give a fuck about any sport. Go out and live a life, have fun, and sport. fuck athletes. They're not fucking big heroes. They're just normal people like you and me. This was Tron with Tron Tells the Truth. Have a nice day.
That was uh, Tron talking about the Super Bowl. I promise you we will talk about it super soon, but let's talk about some other TV stuff. Um, I didn't talk about it last week, but I saw Murder in Successful, uh, the British version of uh, that uh, Netflix show. Oh, right, right, yeah. Yeah. When was that from? Uh, It was from 2015. Oh, so not that old. Yeah, yeah, I saw all three seasons. Very, very good. 2015 now seems like a millennia ago, but sure. (laughs) It does. But uh, little things that I saw this week. Uh, Let's begin with the Magpie murders. Magpie, Uh, okay. Magpie murders. This is a British show uh, from Britbox. Uh, it's a Britbox original. Okay. It's about this book editor uh, called Susan that gets an unfinished manuscript by a writer uh, that has uh, this long-time main character, uh, Detective uh, Ponce or something like that. Okay, sure. And when she gets the final... Uh, chapter of Conway, she finds herself in a, like a middle of a murder mystery, and uh, yeah, we follow her trying to solve that murder mystery with kind of the book character. It's it's very very cool. It's very very British, and I love British crime when it's done uh, good. And this is one of the better like. Uh, timeline shows I've seen in a while uh, as well because it's like it's one fictional and one non-fictional world and how it mixes and things like that huh. um, okay I uh, I will probably give it a seven and a half actually maybe eight but I really liked it uh, um, okay yeah I saw rules of the game uh, okay is that what it was called? Let me make sure it wasn't called The Rules of the Game. No, Rules of the Game. It, it's, it's a... It's a job about... Let's see. I guess it, it's about a woman who... It's kind of hard to explain. It's a murder mystery, for sure. Uh, okay. I think this was on Hulu is where I watched it. But I think it's British also. It's uh, about a... CEO who come like at the very beginning she walks into this uh, her company obviously and mm-hmm. when she opens the door there's blood all over the place and we find out from the police that somebody jumped off a balcony committed suicide um, mm. but we don't ever see the body of the person who who killed themselves right and so. Okay. Uh, we and we don't know how they died, whether they were, you know, pushed off or whether they jumped themselves, and we don't even know who it was. Mm-hmm. Like, I saw two episodes. It's there's only four episodes. This is like a mini series kind of little thing because each episode is like an hour plus. Um, but uh, it's a mystery to find out not only who maybe killed this person and why, uh, or if they killed themselves, but who killed themselves. Like it's a, mm. a murder on t- or a murder mystery on top of a mystery. It's kind of interesting the way they put it together. Um, so what happens in the show obviously is like you start at kind of the end and then they go back in time and show you like uh, 
what happened before the murder happened, right? So it's it's um mm. it, the structure of it's very good and the acting's very good. Uh, what did I give this? I gave it a oh I didn't give it anything. I'll give it a seven. Okay. Hey, do you want to make a boring science fiction show look? Sure. Yeah. Let's with, let's make with, a boring with, show with the Josh Harnett. Okay. In one of the lead lead roles. Sure, that sounds and, uh, great. Put it on Sky Atlantic and call it the Fair Index. Um, yeah, this is a boring ass show. Uh, I think it's like six episodes, four episodes maybe. I think I saw I saw two, uh, but I'm out. Uh, it's about this guy called Alex that is a. Doctor and a computer scientist and a genius that, uh, of course, is making this uh, IA system that exploits the fear in the financial uh, market uh, to make very big re returns. And of course, the rich are getting richer. And uh, but uh, the plan of like starting this program doesn't really eh, well go through as he was hoping for okay. uh, yeah it's like trying to uh, it's trying to be very edgy because it's like oh he's lost his memory and he has paranoia and he has to question everything he sees and right. th things like that but it's just like so extremely boring and so extremely trite and extremely bad maybe my least favorite show of the of the week uh it, it isn't but uh, but it, it it is probably my second uh last f favorite show of the week uh okay is talking about edgy the uh, bell air yeah because this is the worst show of the week <laughs> um, they were by definitely far. trying to be edgy though by far holy moly this is bad uh, I mean, it's it feels like a soap opera drama. It has mm -hmm. super soap opera feel to it. Uh, mm -hmm. And the only thing really connected to the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, which is what this is based off of, mm -hmm. is kind of they make it's references the to yeah. the they make references to the opening song uh, of the show, right? Yeah. Um, which was in I mean. Is literally one episode, like he go like the very first episode he shows up in L.A. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of the stuff they show in this was just kind of insinuated in the original, or just kind of like a comedy bit in the song itself. It's like they built the whole show around the theme song of Fresh Prince of Bel Air, not the content of the actual show Fresh Prince of the Bel Air, other than maybe the character names, right? Um. I mean, Carlton oh, yeah. is very much not the Carlton you think of. Definitely not the right. Carlton from the show. He's such a douchebag here. I mean, he's a douchebag in the other show, but yeah, not but in the same not, way. Not criminally douchebag. Like, for example, uh, trying to get him, uh, Bill, uh, uh, like, caught him for, for, for nar narcotics, for example. Like, planting evidence in his locker. Right, or, you know, uh, <laughs> shoving somebody into a pool and them almost dying and being like, yeah. what? He's just, he's just 
trying to get attention. Like, mm-hmm. what? <laughs> He's literally choking on water right now and on the ground. Oh, I got. To, I forgot to give the fair index a, a score. Look, but okay. I will give it. A, give it a two. All right. But yeah. Uh, I don't know. It seems like there's probably people who really like this genre of kind of um, soap opera esque. Uh, well, it's not me. Soap opera s type show. I just don't. I don't know why they had to do it with Fresh Prince of Bel Air, other than they no. just wanted to kind of capitalize on the name of that show. Um, but other than that, it's it's pretty boring. And I think the worst part about it is the acting. I mean, what do you think about the acting? Uh, it's atrocious. <laughs> It's, it's it's I I hate this. I I I think this is yeah, this is as as zero as you get it. I think my love for the original also is clouding this. Of course. I don't think so. I think cuz if you listen to the the dialogue and the way it's mm. delivered by the actors, it's just bad. Um okay. I mean the only thing positive you could say about this is some of the uh, f- the c- comical uh references to the original where he's like he they're doing a line of dialogue and then all of a sudden he's saying a line that's directly from the show from the tv show yeah right and you're like oh that's a callback and in my mm-hmm. mind i'm laughing because i'm like oh that's so funny he referenced the song mm-hmm. or something like that and it's like but this isn't a comedy show this is a yeah. very serious dark drama type show and they're putting Why? in these comedy nostalgia bits that just really don't yeah. work but yeah uh, I I think this is probably a uh, 1.5, to be honest. I think the cinematography yeah. was still fine. Yeah, I give it a fat big zero. I just hated it. I I, I, I I'm usually don't get angry, but uh, this just made me angry. Uh, Cheaters? Also a British show oh, okay. on BBC. I was like, that's a show that was on American television in like early 2000s. Yes, but uh, this is about a uh, guy and a girl that meets each other mm-hmm. in in uh, in, a, in the uh, late twenties, and uh, they have to they have a, a kind of a drunken airport sex uh, between two strangers that are both married on both of their side. I'm going to destroy episode one. Just uh, so you know, but they find out in the end of episode one that they live across each other. <laughs> what do you mean across each other? <laughs> like in the same town. <laughs> oh, they live near each other. You mean? Okay. Yeah. No, across each other. Literally across each other, on on each side of the the. Oh, road. across the street from each other. Okay. Yes. Yes. Okay, okay. Yes. And that is kind of the setup. It's it's good, uh, not uh, fantastic, but uh, I will give it a six. Uh, I guess the last thing I saw was inventing Anna. Do we want to do that last? Yes. Do you have anything else or? Uh, yeah, I have uh, Lacey Susan. Uh, this is a sketch show okay. that I really really recommend you. Uh, I think you will like this. Four episodes are out. Uh yeah, if you like sketch shows, this is uh one of their the best out there. Lazy Susan, I'll give it a nine probably. 
So you should see that look. Okay. Um, so inventing Anna. You, did you see this? Um, I saw all of this. I didn't see all of it. Uh, but I have seen, I don't know, five episodes? So probably half. I'm assuming there's ten episodes. Um, yeah, it's good. It's one that you want to keep watching. The acting is good. The storyline's really interesting. I don't know mm -hmm. why they wrote in each episode. They're like, what does it say? Uh, this story is this is based on a completely true story except for the things that are completely false, that, fake false, yeah. or false yeah that's yeah. funny yeah that's funny but i did like some research into the background of it and even the woman who is the actual uh newspaper writer that they represent in oh, this yeah, yeah. as the pregnant woman she's like this is basically almost exactly how it happened according to her yeah. at least yeah. like she was pregnant at the time uh she was going to write like a Me Too story about Wall Street, like all this stuff that I read, an interview from her, it, most of it was very true. I mean, obviously sensationalized to a degree, but like, um, I don't know why they made it seem like it was faker than actually it, than it even was. I don't. That seems like counterintuitive well, to me. <laughs> some some of it are like they changed the name of the magazine and things like that. Yeah, so. but the way they portrayed it in those opening bit is it's like. It made me feel like they were saying, except for the stuff that is completely fake, they made it like this big, some of it is so oh, yeah. fake. And then I okay, do research yeah. and they're yeah. like, it's not really even that fake. Um, I understand what you mean. Yeah, right. It seems like they're downplaying their own show, which I'm like, that. why would you do that? That's just bad marketing, but I guess it's Netflix. Mm -hmm. We've talked about that before. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. What did you think about the acting, directing, that kind of stuff? Yeah, I did. I have read that people think this was soapy and a little bit boring. I didn't think so. I I I understand some of the some yeah. I I guess some of the like negative things about it. I I understand. Uh, but you know, I I guess I I think that this is one of the better uh, kind of this this type of show where we have a true story and following it through amazing uh, acting from everybody but may maybe the uh, uh, the the lady that played uh, the journalist but Anna was amazing like Anna was so good uh, yeah the journalist lady uh she did some overacted faces yeah. mm -hmm. like some of her facial expressions were like why are you why you have that weird face mug happening like you're mugging mm. the the other actor for like no reason like but i think maybe she as a person just has a really expressive face and like that's just part of her acting style also maybe mm. um i did notice that also though i think i think you're right but, but other than that, I have absolutely nothing to complain about. Yeah, I think an 8.5 is pretty good for this, at least from what I've seen. Um, yeah, I have a 9. For I think show. one of the reasons a lot of people were kind of down on it is that uh, they paid Tinder them. Swindler just <laughs> came out, which is also kind yeah. of a... It, this one's more... Um, 
not fiction based. Well, kind of because they say it. It's not real, but mm. it's more. Uh, it's acted. There's a lot more, uh, act, like acted, where the other one has real interviews and stuff with the actual people who were involved. This one doesn't have interviews uh, with the actual people. It's just all um, acted, acted, reenacted. I guess to a degree. Yeah, but I, I think the I think the score scores I've seen was very, very like in the little over the middle, and I was like. I, I think this is one of the most underrated shows I've seen in quite Well, that's a, what I'm saying. I, I think that since Tinder Swindler just came out and everybody loved that, mm. they may be like, this isn't quite as good as that, so it, in their minds, is getting bumped lower just because they liked the other one so much. And I think burnout is also right. a thing. Like I've been saying, Netflix is just putting too many of these crime dramas out, and then it, people are getting burned out on them, especially when you put one out and then another one out the next week, practically, yeah. Mm. But yeah, no, I gave it a 9, you gave it a 8.5, I, I think that's more than... I could be okay. persuaded probably to do a 9, because, like I said, I'm only halfway through. By the end of it, maybe yeah. it will be, so... Okay, uh, I know that we saw this apart, but holy fuck, what a good episode of How I Met Your Father, episode 5. Uh, the Good Mom. An unexpected visit from Sophie's mom heightens Val's concerns for her friend... Charlie helps Jesse and Sid face past traumas, and a culinary quest from Ellen uh, leads to somebody new. Yeah. Culinary quest. What was that storyline about? Remind me. Because I remember uh, yeah, the rest no, of it. I, I don't remember that culinary quest. Hmm. Was that when, when she made the food? Well, I mean, it has something to do with making... I don't remember the Ellen storyline yeah. literally at all, but yeah. I remember the rest of it. I mean... I really like the Charlie and Jesse and Sid storyline mm -hmm. of him wanting to become a psychiatrist and then mm -hmm. finding out that it takes eight years of school mm -hmm. to become a psychiatrist. That was funny. And he's just yeah. like, what? Fuck that. Uh, yeah. I feel like there's plenty. I think he could. What they, they missed a joke because he could totally be a, a life coach. And I put that in like quotes, air quotes, because right. that's big. You don't need <laughs> yeah. any degree yeah. to do that. Um, yeah. I, but that storyline felt very like the original show. Like one of the side mm. stories in the original show would have been similar to this. I th I, I like the joke. And this story about the mom, uh, the mom of the mom, was so good. It's really, really hit home with me. Oh really? I really okay. Really liked it. Yeah, I really liked it. And uh, it was kind of like it wasn't ha ha funny, but it was like it was heartwarming and and kind of like. It was interesting to watch. I think they're I trying really to like get you into the mind of her as, like, how she uh, feels about relationships and why mm -hmm. she has so many failed relationships is because of the past, uh, her past experiences with her mom's relationships is kind of what mm -hmm. they were trying to connect with there. Um, but it was a little bit predictable, I suppose, is the only negative eh. of that storyline is, like, Oh wow, she's sleeping with the other guy. I, I'm so surprised, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. But I, I'll I'll give this episode a seven and a half. It seems like the is it Sid? Mm -hmm. See, the Sid storylines always seem to be the most interesting because this is the mm -hmm. this one he what th th with the hamster, which I don't even want. The hamster dies. I was like, oh, that's so sad. The hamster died. Uh, but that also, that whole storyline felt like from the original. So, yeah, I give this one a, 
Uh, I think I'm going to give it an 8. Yeah. Super Bowl! Let's talk about it, Luke. Uh, first, the ratings. It soars up to historic levels after a decline in 2021. I can understand that. So this is one of the most watched shows in the last five years. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, 112.3 million uh, combined two figures. The game managed 101.1 million viewers on television and then 11.2 million viewers via streaming services. So that's... A, wow. That many people yeah. still watch stuff on TV. That's wild. Yeah, that, uh, that is wild. I guess that's... Is that around the world or just in America? Uh, oh, that's just I'm America. I'm going to guess. Yeah. Um, just America, yeah. Uh, that one, 112.3 million figure made Super Bowl the most watched show in five years per NBC Sports. Mm-hmm. Uh, Super Bowl... Uh, I don't, L-I... Hit one uh one hundred and thirteen point seven million in two thousand seventeen. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Really like this. Really, really like this. I, I I have to say it was a good game. Very, very, very fun and interesting game. Actually, I think it was fun just because it was back and forth. Like, w- yeah, one person was up, one person was d- uh down, then it would switch, and it switched like one. Two or three times, which makes you know mm. for an interesting game. It's not like just one team running away with it, which can be super boring. Uh, yeah. Unless unless what happens at <laughs> the end is just like the other team just makes a huge right. comeback. But even then, it's like that. That means most of the game is still boring until the very end, right? right? Yeah, uh, yeah. So at least this one, like there was a back and forth happening the whole time. Uh, what do you think? Do you think the ratings are up for any specific reason? Like, why are people? I think people were hyped for the halftime show, but we'll talk about that. Oh uh, yeah, that could have later. something to do with it. I also yeah. think people are kind of getting back to like their regular routine mm. after everything with the pandemic and everything, and kind of yeah, um, yeah, back at just doing the normal things that we normally. But yeah, uh, yeah, no, I can I can tell you that this is the. One of the most fun Super Bowl experiences I have had in in years. Very, very, very interesting from start to beginning, or from from beginning. Sorry, from beginning. I'm, I'm to high. End. Right. I'm high on drugs. Right. You you got the pain meds. We didn't say yes. that. You got the pain meds. Uh, uh, let's see. I guess lots of trailers. We'll do trailers first. There was the Sonic Two trailer. Uh, mm-hmm. Which looked interesting. I'm hyped for that. That was on my list of things I wanted to see. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, Lord of the Rings. Uh, yeah, Lord of the Rings, which looked mm-hmm. good. I mean, we didn't get a whole lot from it, but a lot more than the original little teaser, which had nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jurassic Park. What was it called? Jurassic Dominion. Dominion uh, trailer. Actually, mm-hmm. I, we. I'm more excited for this than the last one that came out, just because of all the them bringing back the old characters, obviously. Oh yeah, yeah, everybody's back. Yeah, they're bringing back the characters from the original films, um, right? Like the '90s versions. Um, Moon Knight trailer. Why did I mm-hmm. write that down? Uh, because it was on Disney Plus, and nobody understood what would what it was. Oh, that's right. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Return of Law and Order is happening. Um, oh my god, oh my god. They're really oh, hyping oh, that oh up god. on they this for hyped. some reason. Oh, they did so much. Uh, the Nope oh. trailer looked really good. Um, very, very fun. Super mm. excited to see that. Let's see. 
anything? I think that's about it for the trailers. Uh, I guess there was the Scientology commercial we should talk about. Like, <laughs> I'm, I, we were sitting oh. there watching it, and it just was like, oh, normal commercial. And I'm like, wait a second, is this a Scientology commercial? And then right at the same time, <laughs> me and Fro see the e-meter. There's a girl sitting in front of like a an e uh, weird looking e-meter actually, and we're both and like, oh, goes, it's Scientology. And then, and then what? Like. Five seconds later, it comes up, Church of Scientology. I think yeah, they had a commercial yeah. last year, too, though, so I'm not surprised, I suppose. Um, E-Trade Baby commercial. This is like a return of a, a baby commercial, like the original E-Trade commercial, which had a talking baby in it from back in the day. Mm. So that was like a reference. Uh, let's see, the Arnold, Arnold and Selma Hayek Zeus commercial, where he's like mm-hmm. uh, Arnold playing Zeus. Fun. I think the most interesting commercial, probably the QR co- code commercial from Coinbase. Oh, did you hear that uh, it broke down? Like, instantly. Like, yeah. they apparently didn't, you know, back, uh, back up their website well enough so that when all these people linked <laughs> from this QR code to go to their website, that it uh, they didn't have enough infrastructure to... How many people... Let's see, 117 million were watching, so what percentage mm-hmm. of that... Uh, went to the website probably a lot because um, it was it was a I mean as far as marketing goes I think it was a good commercial still they just didn't execute it very well with the website right. design yeah when it broke the website uh, then it's you kind of ruined the, yeah you kind yeah. of ruined the whole thing but th- I still think the concept was really interesting mm-hmm. uh, the Big Lebowski Serena Williams commercial which was just like mm-hmm. really weird because. Serena Williams was playing the Jesus, who mm-hmm. in Big Lebowski is a child molester. <laughs> so I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know why she agreed to that. Maybe she never saw the Big Lebowski and didn't know they were. That's you know what I'm saying. Could be. Uh, let's see. Were there any other really interesting ones? Um, I remember there was one that I really wanted to talk about. Well, there was the Cable Guy Verizon commercial with... Oh, yes. Uh, that was fun. With, what's his name? Jim Carrey. What do you think Jim of that Jim Carrey. One? Yeah, that was fun. That was very, very fun to see him. A little, little like, 90 nostalgia is always fun. It seemed like they were really pushing the 90s nostalgia in all these different commercials. Not only in the commercials, mm-hmm. but the halftime show was basically just a giant nostalgia fest of the right. 90s, right? I mean, except for Ke- Kendrick Lamar is not... He's kind of the odd guy out as far as the. But there was a lot of crypto. Oh yeah, crypto and crypto and crypto. Commercials, yeah. Um, Yeah. Somebody was pointing out like a few years ago there was like this, you know, during like the dot com era, uh, Mm -hmm. there was like all these different companies that you would see spending millions and millions of dollars on Super Bowl commercials like uh, Pets dot com and uh, all these different website making. Uh, ser- services online and all those mm. businesses have basically con- gone out of business and these crypto mm-hmm. things are uh, people are predicting it's going to be the same like at, by the end of the year all these all these businesses will be will be gone uh, I, I I think it's probably true uh, yeah that's all the commercials I can remember uh, then we had the halftime show uh, yes with uh, Snoop Dogg Eminem, uh, what, Dr. Dre, 
50 mm-hmm. Cent and I'm trying to remember her name. Uh, Mary J. Blige. There we go. Yes, and Kendrick Lamar. Right. Well, I guess like I already said. mentioned, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, the biggest, I mean, people making a lot of fun of 50 Cent for coming out looking like a vampire. Nobody really understood why he was upside down when he came out, but he was. Yeah. He was just like, you know what would be cool, guys? If I, when I start rhyming, I'm upside down. I don't know why. <laughs> I just think that'll be so cool. And then the big controversy was Eminem, which obviously... Kneeling, yeah. The, there was an article I read with an interview with Dr. Dre saying that... Um, Saying that that they didn't uh, they didn't approve that, but that nobody had a problem with it is what I read. Uh, mm-hmm. Let me see. Uh, yeah, and they also had to take out some of the lyrics in Kendrick Lamar's song. One of his songs says "We hate Popo" in the, in All Right, which is one of the songs he's saying. And the mm-hmm. NFL made him take it out. Um, it says here. Is this from? Yeah, we. They had a problem with that, so we had to take it out. No big deal, but all in all, everybody came in. We were all professional. Everybody was on time. Everybody felt the magnitude of what this was and what we were going to be able to accomplish. It was a fantastic experience. Uh, For the record, I think I know why Eminem was kneeling, but if it's related to Colin Kirkpatrick, he should say that. Not a criticism but would be a powerful addition to the conversation uh, was posted mm. by somebody. Because um, he I didn't really explain why he was kneeling. He just kind of did yeah. it. Uh, but they're saying that nobody was upset that he did it as far as like backstage afterwards or anything. There was no like... Nobody was angry at him. So maybe they would be angry at him if he would have said something. Maybe that's the whole deal. <laughs> yeah. Can I just say that this is one of the best halftime shows in many, many years? Probably probably the best since Prince this, did his. That's what everybody was saying. Other people were criticizing that it wasn't as extra- extravagant as certain ones. Like, eh. somebody was like, uh, Katy Perry came in on a walking giant lion and this was just like a trailer park is what one person i saw wrote <laughs> yeah, about it i think I they're like they're that. not really like criticizing the artist i think they're more yeah. criticizing the production of like uh you spent how much and and you didn't have any crazy fireworks or anything like that but right. we don't know what are the rules are for like what's allowed inside the stadium like maybe the, this is allowed right. this is right exactly there's rules that you can't even know about yeah yeah imagine but yeah no, i uh, i i yeah i it was definitely the uh, uh very good nostalgia party it felt like this uh, whole super bowl the commercials the halftime show everything was mm-hmm. just a big 90s nostalgia party designed to like sell things to millennials um yeah and we bought it right and snoop dogg <laughs> of course being a 90s rapper also was in a commercial from. Oh, uh, yeah. What was he in a commercial for, Luke? The U.S. Uh, rapper Snoop Dogg and singer Kelly Clarkson are going Ooh. to host the new American Song Contest uh, modeled after Ooh. the Eurovision Song Contest. Uh, we saw there was a commercial for this, and this was the first time, I think, that I knew that it was revealed these two were going to be the hosts. Um, yep, I didn't know that. So I'm assuming that 
it must have been right because if you didn't yeah. know right uh <laughs> if i didn't know <laughs> clarkson said uh i have been a fan and love the concept of eurovision and i'm thrilled to bring the musical phenomenon to america um, i'm sure you are yeah snoop dog uh, well, Kelly Clarkson is like on multiple of these song shows, so it just feels yeah. She's a, she she's on the Voice and everything else, so it's a, it's okay. But well, it just makes it it doesn't make it feel special to me because she's already on shows like yeah. this, so like it makes it yeah. feel. And then Snoop Dogg is just Snoop Dogg. Like, what is he Witch. really gonna add? <laughs> yeah, it's a extremely weird choice, if you ask me. But I, I'm a super excited, Luke. I, I I have to say, it's still my most anticipated show of this year, so... It says... Actually, okay. I didn't know this. This is something from the article. The contest will feature 56 singers or bands. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, because they're going to include Washington, D.C. and five of the mm -hmm. U.S. territories. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. That's cool. I like that. Uh, yeah. They take... They are at least taking it serious. So does the Isle of Samoa or whatever, Samoa, are they going to be represented? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay, cool. But yeah, and then this is starting, uh, do you remember when it started? Uh, next month, right? I want to say April? they said March. Let me look it up and you uh, go into... April, March. Yeah. You go into... Yeah, China censoring the friends uh, because uh, they are saying that Ross had a lesbian ex-wife and they don't like to talk about orgasms either. Uh, Chinese fans uh, planning to binge Friends over the weekend after it was relaunched uh, on the Mystic streaming service on Friday were disappointed to find that the show was not quite as they remembered. Clips posted by upset viewers uh, on the microblog, uh, Viable uh, showed a new Chinese version of the show centered on six friends living in Manhattan had cut scenes or changed language related to homosexuality and sex. The site uh, Bill Bell uh, appeared to have uh, exercised reference to ex-wife or main character Ross being a lesbian. So yeah, I mean, they're just cutting stuff out that they don't like from the original yeah. show. Uh, yeah, just interesting uh, bit of trivia, I guess, in, in the future, if, like, um, you can remind people, oh, remember that time China uh, cut friends uh, because they didn't like gay people? Uh, mm -hmm. Let's see, I'm not seeing a date for some reason. I could have sworn they had a date on the... They, they had a date on screen, yeah. Well, I'm, like, at Amer the American Song Contest site let's see if i go to the wiki hmm. maybe they just their site sucks maybe that's the problem <laughs> good oh, here good. it is the contest yeah. will take place between march 21st and may 9th so it's going to be like what a, okay a two-week thing it sounds like huh it will be interesting to see and we are going to cover it don't worry uh yeah okay um uh... International broadcasting, just to let people know, it will be in Finland, Iceland, Serbia, and Sweden. Doesn't, uh, at least, uh, not on the internet. Like, uh, what I also saw is that, uh, I think NBC it is, 
who has this? Is that right? Yeah, NBC and then Peacock the next day, they say uh, they're also going to be doing Eurovision when it starts in America for the first mm -hmm. time, I guess, this year. So that's No, it was last year because you, you watched it on Peacock last year. Oh, was it? Oh, yeah, you're right. It yes. was. Okay, cool. I forgot yes. about that. <laughs> well, I saw a commercial for it and they were like, Eurovision now on uh, Peacock. And I was like, is this the first year? So I guess I just got thrown off by the advertising. Hey, you that listen, go to audibletrial.com slash ADC. That's audibletrial.com slash ADC. That you, you can get a free book and 30 day trial of Audible. Uh, you can get the book The Price of Time by Tim Tigner that I read this week. Very, very interesting <laughs> book. Very, uh, you know, when you like watch popcorn movies, this mm -hmm. was a popcorn uh, book. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Very, very silly. Very, very, very funny uh, about like uh, this invention of 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 uh, of uh, people that just can't stop uh, aging uh, and the consequences of of that. Very straightforward, but I, I really loved it. Nine hours and 16 uh, minutes. But uh, yeah, go to audibletrial.com slash ADZ. Do it. Okay, Euro uh, Eurovision. We just kind of talked about Eurovision. Let's talk about it again. Yeah. We have uh, three countries to go through. So let's start with Latvia, I guess. Uh, with Citizini, eat your salad. And... Very, very excited to talk about this, he said, uh, ironically. Yeah, it's about, uh, it's a song all about uh, getting your veggies and, and your, and being, no, being nutritious and... No, it's not, look. It's about the food pyramid, right? No, it's not, look. <laughs> oh, it's not? What is it, what is it really about, look? Uh, it might be talking about a different kind of eating of salad, salad eating, mm -hmm. possibly. Mm -hmm. Um... Yeah, no, this Maybe. is, it's just a comedy song about sex, but, like, they're using terms about sex that are, eh, what, what's, uh, disguised as other things, I guess? They're, they're like, presenting mm -hmm. it in a way as a song that's about food, but it's actually all innuendo. Is that a good way to do it? Put it? Yeah, but it's a comedy song. It's supposed to be funny, obviously. But it's not. But it's not funny. I mean, if you're it, 14, it, it probably is funny. <laughs> oh, 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 yes. <laughs> but uh, I'm not 14, Luke. Uh, that's a good point. You aren't 14. Uh, no. But sometimes you do think, find things funny that a 14-year-old would. Uh, that is true. Uh, yeah, but there was some controversy with this, right? As I'm to understand. Obviously, because it's kind of uh, crude. Yeah, they are not allowed to show the word pussy, for example. In the background in Eurovision, so I sent you. I sent you uh, the qualifying song, but uh, yeah, they when they did the final, uh, they had to edit a lot of the song out for Eurovision, and it doesn't really help that this it sounds. They like only said it like made. once or twice. It's not like a main part of the song. No, no, like it's not no, but, part of the chorus. But they they have had to edit a lot of it but it doesn't help that this feels like a song made in the 90s by a stupid boy band i didn't so i think they're going more for like uh lounge act crappy lounge act right 
Right. But that, that's the gimmick. That's what that's yeah. supposed to be funny is because they're like... But it isn't! Well, they <laughs> they think it's funny, obviously. Okay. Maybe okay. It, it's funny in Latvia. We don't know. I'm not, I don't know about comedy in Latvia. Um... I mean, this is my least favorite song so far. Oh, that, I don't. Joke. I don't. I think the song last week was worse for sure. Oh, uh, okay. What was the song last week that was terrible? The Israeli song. Oh yeah. Right? The, oh yeah. That's true. Yeah. I that was worse than the... this. At least yes. this one, I can. Yes. I can go. Okay, this is a comedy. Like they're. It's funny. Yeah. They're trying to be silly. They're not trying to be serious. So I'll. Yeah. yeah I can. I can accept that Bart Baker is the lead singer of the song for some this group. Why does this guy look just like Bart Baker? Oh, oh yes, it does. Oh. oh, I'm murdering Fro. Sorry. Uh, but he does look like Bart Baker for some reason. But uh, what did you give this? Uh, I gotta give it like a three. Yeah, I'm three as well. Uh, let's go to Italiano, the winners of oh. Uh, of uh, last year's. Oh, really? Oh, really? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, of course, it's Italy when... when well, it's yeah. just the last few years have been so weird uh, remembering things. Uh, Italy, mm -hmm. uh, which song? Mahmoud and Blanco with Bravedi. Oh, is that this song? Okay, yeah. Because yes. you sent me one and the, the video didn't work in America or whatever, so I had to find a different ah, version of it. But okay. uh, I found the Eurovision version of it. I think it's the same version, but it's a, it's a love ballad. What uh, what do they call it when two people are singing to each other? Uh, right. Yeah. Uh, but it's so good. Did you recognize one of them? Oh, a duet. Right, they're they're doing a duet, love duet yeah. to, with each other. Right. Did you recognize one of them? No. You should, but uh, because uh, the guy with uh, that was standing near to the piano, he was the one that sang "Soldi, Soldi, clap, 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 clap." Do you remember that? No, with the guy with the money, poofy hair, or the guy with like the crew cut. Which one are you talking about? The crew cut. The crew cut. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he was the one that sang Saldi uh, three years ago, four years ago. No, I don't. Like that. Uh, then I wouldn't barely remember, right? He probably looks totally different by now. Uh, the other no, guy he looks, looks exactly like, the same. The other guy looks like a member of the Phase Clan for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> he does. I don't know why, uh, but he does. Stop being so funny. Sorry. <laughs> it does. It looks exact. But can I just say that I love this song? I really do. I thought it was fine. Yeah. I mean, it's a yeah? it's a love duet. Like you've heard a lot of these songs. Like it's a very formulaic as far as the layout of one of these songs. Very. Yeah. Where it's like yes. one person sings to to him and then the other responds in a way, but like uh, the version I saw had uh, English subtitles, so, like yes. so I actually could understand what was being said and stuff. So yeah, um, and this lyrics is so cool. They're kind of dark. Yeah, like it's a love, love song, that. but it's a love song in a way where like they both are mad at each other but still in love. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I'd give this a six point five seven. I, I would give this a seven. I really like this. I then we go. I don't think yeah, it has a chance right? to win, but I think it'll go to like pretty. It'll be in the finals probably. 
Well, it is in the final since Italy won. Like, oh, right. Uh, yeah. Good point. Yes. <laughs> but uh, let's talk about the last one. That was Ukraine. That is Alina Posh with <laughs> her tixi Nikipakakata. Yeah. Yeah. Very traditional beginning part. And then all of a sudden she does kind of a spoken word rap in the middle of this. What was this? Like, the starting is, it's like, uh, she makes bird noises. Uh, oh, I didn't know what that was. I mean, it, it, like she, a, I thought it was some kind of traditional Ukrainian thing, maybe like a... Uh, maybe it is, yeah. But for me, it sounded like bird noises. Okay. And then she sings, and all of a sudden she raps. What the fuck? I like this, but it's it's out there. I didn't, it wasn't even quite rap. It was, like I said, it's more like spoken word, which, like, is, like, a form of uh, yeah. hip-hop. But it's, like, um, it wasn't the same kind of rap that you would think of. It definitely more spoken word. But I, I don't know. It, it definitely came out of nowhere and didn't really fit with the rest of the music. I don't know. This no. probably get a four. Oh, I liked it more than a four. I think I liked it uh, to a six, actually. But uh, she, her voice is amazing. I don't know. Maybe it just didn't feel impressive because it seemed like they were doing this performance in like a coffee shop from this, <laughs> from the audience, <laughs> from the amount of audience that was watching it. So, <laughs> oh, something so funny. Uh, but yeah, that's that's true. It it does look like a. I mean, you heard the crowd at the end, and it sounded like how yeah. many people were there? Maybe forty people were in the in the room when they were filming this. So yeah. Uh, okay, let's uh, next week look Norway. Oh, that's fun. Cool. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of that country? No. No. Uh, movies? Have you seen any? Yeah, I saw some movies. Uh... Last night, I saw I Want You Back with Charlie Day. Um, mm-hmm. Did you see this? I also saw this, yeah. Was was this an Amazon? I, I want to say this was an Amazon movie. It was, was an Amazon. Okay. Was it an Amazon mm-hmm. original, or was it... No. It I think so. No, it was from the walk-up company, so it, they, just, oh. they just bought it. Amazon bought it. Um, okay. Yeah, I like this more than I thought I would. I I don't I'm not a huge fan of romantic comedies. This is a romantic comedy. Can um, I can I say the concept is is very very funny and I I think I think uh, Jenny Slate that played Emma is such a good pairing with Charlotte Day. Oh yeah, like, for sure. Day together. This is uh, But so I've always good. I think she's I've always liked her. She's been funny in a lot of different things. Uh But it, this 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 hit uh, like this really hit my funny bone. I don't know about you, but this this is one of the best romantic comedies I've seen in years. I think uh, there were some really understated jokes uh, in it that made that it almost not breaking the fourth wall, but referencing like things from other uh, bad romantic comedies and kind yes. of like, referencing those things as a joke mm-hmm. in this romantic comedy. Those were some of the funniest parts. I wouldn't say it's breaking the fourth wall, but they're just kind of making fun of their own genre. Uh, it was also good to see Manny and and Scott in it. It's just so many good actors as well. 
Uh, yeah, there was one person that I was like, this person uh, is in this film. Scott Eastwood, yeah. No, there was some <laughs> random person that I was like, why is this person in this film? Um, I can't hmm. even... Uh, I can't even remember. Uh, but it... I think, uh, well, I guess we should say what it's about. It's about uh, two people who get broken up with, a man and a woman, uh, mm-hmm. played by Jenny Slate and Charlie Day, and they make a pact to try to get their exes uh, broken up so that they can try to get back together with them, right? Yeah, and guess what happens? <laughs> right, It was that's the one right. thing, is this is incredibly predictable. Like, you saw a mile Extremely. away. I saw this... 60 miles away. I mean, the one thing that is unpredictable is kind of the middle part where, well, I guess mm-hmm. the one-third way part where one of them does it and one of one of them doesn't, I guess. I'll, it, right. Um, that part, I wouldn't say it got me, but it at least was uh, interesting uh, storyline-wise. Overall, I don't know. I gave this... Pete Davidson. You were thinking of T- Pete there Davidson. There you go. That's who it was. And yeah. they don't even have him in the cast list for some reason. Right, yeah. Yeah, uh, but it, it wasn't really, like, a big role. He was there for, no, what, no. like, 20 minutes, Just, 15 minutes or something like that? Yeah, something like that, yeah. <laughs> it was just a scene at a party where they go... Yeah. Charlie Day is trying to connect with this guy, Noah, and they go to a party, um, and they find out it's a bunch of underage kids, and he's playing one of the underage kids, which is weird, because uh, he seems to always mm-hmm. play that as a character. It's kind of funny. Uh mm-hmm. Yeah, that was totally the person I was thinking of. Uh, did mm-hmm. I give it a score? I don't know. I give it a no. seven point five. I give it an eight. I mean, the only thing is the predictability. That was kind of the worst thing about it. Well, it's not worse than the other movie I saw this week because I saw, for some fucking reason, I know who I am going to blame. Intent. Uh, uh, I saw "Marry Me" with. J-Lo and Owen Wilson. Oh, and yeah. That sure was a movie. It was a movie that happened. Yeah, what did you think? That is one of the most atrocious romantic comedies I have ever seen in many, 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 many years. Why did Owen Wilson, of all people, say yes to this? Have you? Like, I mean, Owen Wilson you... was in Wedding Crashers. <laughs> Wedding Crashers was an amazing movie. I know, but it's not like he. It, it's not like a Oscar-worthy film. It's not like he has no. But standards. but why did he? But but okay. If 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 let's say Wedding Crashers was was maybe a six or seven. Okay. Okay, but this is just so atrocious. Like the only fun thing, and this is Sarah Silverman as a lesbian. Okay, and well, just because yeah. she's funny. Yeah, she's funny. I think Owen Wilson can be funny. Was he funny in this or no? No. Oh, well, that's an issue. <laughs> can you think of a weirder and more non-couple like J Lo and Owen Wilson? Yeah, they don't really fit together. Uh... No, they don't. Huh. Okay. At all. I think I will give this movie a whooping one. I mean, I guess the only thing is they were popular in the late 90s, early 2000s, as far as being stars. So maybe we're getting sure. back to, like, marketing to millennials, very much how the Super Bowl was. They're just like, oh, people 
uh, really liked Owen Wilson and Jennifer Lopez in the early 2000s, they'll mm-hmm. be nostalgic for this movie because of these actors. That's my only thought as marketing. Talking about nostalgic, do you know what movie I want to for- force you to see this weekend? No. I really want to see the new uh, Chainsaw Massacre. It's coming out this weekend on Netflix. Oh, I didn't even hear about that. <laughs> is that <sighs> no Ro- did Rob Zombie do that or did did he do another thing recently that was like a remake of something uh, I'm not sure this isn't Rob Zombie I know this is a like a new 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 version okay uh, I saw Big Bug um, French film. I also saw Big ba- Bug uh, it is a very stylized a French film about what a, a group of people who live in the suburbs and they live in the future mm-hmm. where robots are kind of integrated into our society. So you have your robot maid and you have your robot dog and mm-hmm. uh, you can do upgrades and things and it, everything's kind of uh, revolving around uh, what's a good word for uh, Maintaining uh, your robots and keeping your life as easy as possible, I guess. But then there's this other group of robots we find out that have their AI has kind of evolved past uh, needing mm-hmm. humans, and so there's a lockdown because these robots what take over. Is that the best way to put it? There's a there's yep. a revolt, a robot robot uh, revolution that happens, and these people. The only thing I will say that uh, you're making this movie a little more interesting than it is. I, I sty- stylistically, I like the look of it. It's very interesting to look at. Like it's sure, it's bright, crazy colors. It's kind of a mixture of like a 1950s American household mixed with uh, the future, or like how people in the 50s thought the future would look. Like how uh, Walt get, Disney. Get- thought Epcot would look like this is like how they're portraying the future. I thought that the visual of it is the most interesting part of this film. I guess I wish there was a movie inside of the visual things. I mean, the point of it is kind of uh, that the humans in this are so dumb that they're just letting the robots take over and they don't... Like, they realize it's happening and they're not even doing anything about it. And it's kind of a... it's a take on it's a take on the actual world where like this is actually happening slightly in our real lives like uh over my lifetime we've gone from like not being that connected to now everybody is constantly has their cell phone in their pocket all the time right and like the sure this is kind of the evolution of that and they're saying like eventually the robots are going to take over and people are just going to be so dumb uh, and dependent on the robots that we're not going to have anything to but, do or uh, say look, about it. This was done better in Wally. Mm. Yeah, I mean, this was just more of a comedy uh, for adults, I guess. Uh, I didn't like this. I thought I'm it was fine. Very, I'm very curious what you think about this. The, what score would you give it? Well, I'll let you go first since you hate it so much. Well, hate it was a bad word, but I I would put it at a 3.5, maybe 4. I'd probably give it a 6, I guess. Okay. (laughs) 
I'm not sure if that's 18. <laughs> 3 .4. It's 3.4. It's just silly. I, I, I think it was beautiful. I think it was beautiful. I do agree with you on that. It was extremely beautiful. I just wish there was some substance. In, in <coughs> you just had to, I think you missed the commentary on, like, the evolution of uh, technology. It was more of a commentary sure. on that, and if you kind of missed over that point and you were trying to follow it as, mm. like, a story of, like, an actual uh, robot takeover, that's not really what it was about, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, even in the end, Maybe. like, it shows, like, oh, uh, the only thing that can... The only thing that saved the humans in the end wasn't the humans. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anything else? Uh, yeah, I saw Dune from last year. Trying to catch mm. up on the Oscar films for next week. Uh, yeah, really impressive. Obviously, lots of money spent on special effects. Uh, <laughs> the acting is fine. The beginning, yeah. what, one-third of it's kind of slow, and there's a whole lot of... Po political discussions and things that you're like, okay, um, mm -hmm. uh, he, yeah, the interesting part doesn't really come until, like, he gets separated from his family and everything, um, but after that point, like, it really picks up and, uh, I didn't have a problem, like, sitting through the rest of it, uh, all in one sitting, because it's just kind of action, scene, action, scene, action, scene, so... Mm. Uh, overall, I gave it. What did I give it? Uh, Eight point five. I thought it was really good. I don't think it, it'd so probably good. win anything that big. Maybe special effects. Oh, visual. Yeah, yeah visual, visual effects. effects uh, yeah. I think it will probably. And if, it, sound yeah, if it's even, if it's even I nominated, so, which it probably is. Yeah. Yeah. It probably is. But yeah, no, I I agree with you. It's a uh, very good. But it's. I wish. I wish there was more movie. Well, there is going to be more movie, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was only part one, so you, you're, I'm assuming right towards the end of next year we'll probably get another one. Uh, anything else you saw, or should I... The only other thing... I only saw one more thing. Uh, no, I don't think I saw anything else. And then I saw Nightmare Alley, which is oh, yeah, uh, yeah. also nominated. I gave this an eight. This is about... Well, it's a neo-noir uh, mystery... Uh, film um it you know stylistically it's very cool i thought the acting was very good it just doesn't feel like a best picture mm. uh, film you know what i mean it doesn't i, I agree i think yeah. the thing about the category this year is it's very diverse it's very mm -hmm. not um it's not a lot of them are not the films you would normally think of as like this is a uh oscar bait i guess what is usually what we call it um, mm -hmm. A lot of these are very different. Uh, we've got the Don't Look Up. We have uh, Nightmare Alley and Dune, which all feel very much more like um, blockbustery than they feel like an Oscar Beatty film. Where like Oscar bait, I always think of it as like a, not a whole lot of people have seen it because it's like not indie, but it's kind of underground. You know what I mean? And only people yeah, who are will, really will into Smith film, movie. yeah, yeah, are gonna are gonna yeah. watch it. But like. King Richard. Yeah, that I mean, a lot of these these films, it feels like they're uh, more popular than usual, mm -hmm. right? More popular mm -hmm. films and ones that have been released to a wider audience, not just oh, it just came out two weeks ago, only in theaters in Hollywood, right. and only Hollywood like right. elites have watched it already. So yeah, right, right, right. Um, 
I guess this year that category of the Oscars feels way more accessible to regular people than most years. So that's I like that. Yeah. I mean, there's two movies I really want to see on this, that list that I hope comes out this week. It's Belfast and Licorice Pizza. That's the two. Well, Belfast is already out. It's already available. I know it's if you can Ooh. find it. Um, but I think Licorice Pizza and then the South Korean movie or no, the J- Japanese movie. Sorry. Right. Uh, right. Those are both not. They're not coming out. I don't think before. Mm. Um, is it called Drive In? Drive Drive With Me? Some, drive By? Drive Something some, something. Yeah. Some, yeah. That, those two are I don't think are coming out until after, so. Yeah, it will be interesting to see. Uh what also will be interesting to see is the audio trailer for Blacklight. One day you wake up and realize you're not sure who the good guys oh, are. Oh, taken. No, a federal agent involved in a No, this is taken yeah. 16, I think. What kind of bad stuff do you do? <laughs> <laughs> you sure that he's not driving a truck over ice? Yeah, I remember that movie. Ice road or something? Murder? Yeah. Not on my menu. Oh! What a shock. He's a bad dad. He's a story. Not enough. He said, she said grandpa. Oh, I see. She, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Natalie doesn't need a fixer like you. Mm-hmm. So does the granddaughter get kidnapped? Is that what happens? I think so. The United States government is killing innocent civilians under the guise of protecting democracy. The, under whose orders? The director of the FBI. How many more have to die for you to stop looking the other way? Was that the guy from NCIS or whatever? You're confused about our relationship. Or CSI, or some number of letters put into an acronym and made into a TV show. NCIS. He's from one of those. I don't know which one. NKPL. NRK. You had anything to do with my granddaughter disappearing. Oh, disappearing. Granddaughter. Disappearing granddaughters. What? What a shock. Oh no. Oh wow. Well, it's a good song at least. Feels very out of place, the song, doesn't it? A little. Are you really gonna Genesis. Liam Neeson. Grandpa, are you a good guy? No. You can already answer that. That was the Black fakest guy. looking explosion. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, what is this totally nominated for Oscar movie all about? Look. Uh, Blacklight, Travis Block, a shadowy government agent who specializes in. In removing operatives whose covers have been exposed, uncovers a deadly conspiracy within his own ranks that reaches to the highest echelons of power. Uh, yeah, it's just got, uh, let's see, 6% on Rotten Tomatoes, so pretty good there. And 5 out of 10 on IMDb, 4.1 out of 5 on Movie Insider, and 80% of Google users liked it, though. Starring Liam Neeson, Emmy Raver, and Adam Quinn. 
Well, Prince Chaudhry did not like this. Please, everyone, don't watch this. Worst and most boring movie ever. Waste of money. Just watched it yesterday. Uh, I repeat, it's a waste of money. Poor storyline with no... Uh, and no 20% action full of talking. Super flop. One of the worst movies of Liam Nielsen's career but look i think the five star was actually more 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 f funny ones okay because uh i i also <laughs> uh jose gonzalez says first Liam nielsen still gave it five stars i still have the ability to make his action sequences look realistic okay Cool. As uh, for the movie itself, I thought it was excellent with good acting and plenty of non-stop action. With the right script, Liam can probably deliver uh, on these types of roles another five years, maybe a little more. Easy. Okay. Cool. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. I got one <laughs> from the Facebook. Uh, Arnell... Balmedino says, I loved this movie. There's always some eggheads who's who's going to say he's too old and yet he knows Liam can kick ass with no problem. Uh, but Scott <laughs> Broyles says, Liam, you're 70, bro. Stop making Take It over and over again. If I want to see a dinosaur rip through nameless masses uh, of useless characters, I'd go and watch Jurassic World. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh, oh, yes. Uh, but this is kind of a middle-of-the-road one. Jeffrey Jeegan says, It was it was once again the typical Neeson movie. Not not that that's a bad thing, but it could have just been called Taken 4. If you like his movies, you'll probably enjoy it, but I don't think the movie would have benefit, benefited... I do think the movie would have be benefited from a better ending. It's like they said, let's just wrap it up without thinking it through. Uh, the ending seemed very rushed. I didn't hate the story, though. So. Okay. After, okay, the next one is Cosmic Dawn. Uh, on my list, it is fancy mystery. Okay. After witnessing an abduction of her mother as a child, you, Aurora, you, you joins the the UFO called the Cosmic Dawn. Aurora experienced many revelations uh, at the cult's cow pound, but the leader is not who she seems. This has 4 out of 10 on IMDb. 100% uh, on Rotten Tomatoes? Wow. Uh, 4 out of 5 on Movie Insider. How does it have 100% on Rotten Tomatoes? Really? That is well, weird. You look into that. I'm going to go into the next one. Uh, catch the Fair One. It does. Look, it has 100% of, of Rotten Tomatoes, but it has a 14% of, uh, of audience score. Well, how many reviews does it have on the on the critics? Eight. Oh, well, that's not that many. Right, okay. Yeah. Well, that that's why. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Catch the Fair One. A native boxer embarks on the fight of her life when she goes in search of her missing sister. 
uh, 6.6 .6 out of 10 on IMDb, 93% on Rotten Tomatoes, 73% Metacritic, 75% of Google users liked it, uh, directed by, uh, oh, I don't have a director. Is it, do I have any actors? Oh, Kale Reese, Lisa Emery, and Tiffany Chu. Okay. Uh, the next one, I hope, is a ro it's a review for a, a <laughs> Marcus Rodney's Cinema. Theater shame for mainstream films. Most offer pictures and sound expand dating options. I don't think this is the right link. Oh, it's, well, let me check. You do the next one and I'll do this one, I guess, because it, okay. it links the right thing for me for some reason. <laughs> Okay. Uh, the story of a musician, Ronnie Scott, and his Soho London Jazz Club, which would become the cornerstone for the UK jazz scene and one of the most famous jazz clubs in the world. This also has 100% on Rotten Tomatoes, 8.1 out of 10 on IMDb, and 4 out of 5 on Movie Insider, directed by Oliver Murray. Um, let's, uh, I'm 100% on Rotten Tomatoes again? This seems weird. Why are so many of these getting 100%? Yeah, that, that's weird. Next one is Death on the Nile. Uh, Belgian slot Hercule Perrault. Uh, uh, Egyptian vacation aboard a glamorous river steamer turns into a terrifying search for a murderer when a picture-perfect couple at the honeymoon is tragically cut short. Directed by Kenneth Branagh. Um... 6.7 out of 10 on IMDb, 64% on Meta, no, on Rotten Tomatoes, 52 on Metacritic. Has a lot of people in it that you would know. Uh, like Gal Gadot, Arnie Hammer. Arnie Hammer? Tom Bateman. Yeah. Whatever happened with that guy? I don't know. Uh, super cool. Lifelong friends Neil and Gilbert, undeniable bond, gets pushed to the limits when Neil makes a wish that comes true. That's a weird uh, description. 4.8 out of 10 on IMDb, 29% on Rotten Tomatoes, 5 out of 5 on Movie Insider, and 77% of Google users liked it, starring Jake Short and Kira Kosarian. Kosarin. Kosarin. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, Marry Me, Luke. <laughs> Amazing movie that mm -hmm. I totally recommended to you. Uh, pop star Cat uh, Valdez is about to getting married before an audience of her loyal friend, fans. Friends? Fans, maybe. However, a second before the ceremony, she learns that her financial shitting uh, weighs and meltdown on, and has a meltdown on stage in the moment that inspired insanity cat looks at the total stranger in the crowd and marries him on the spot at forces that conspire to separate than likely newlyweds they soon must decide if two people from so different worlds can love each other truly it's so nice uh, people are crazy uh, 6.2 out of 10 on IMDb that's crazy 50% on Metacritic is crazy and 58% on Rotten Tomatoes is crazy. Okay. Uh, uh -huh. The last one, give or take. 
After the death of his father, a New Yorker returns to Cape Cod to prepare his childhood home for sale. With his father's boyfriend still living there, they butt heads and negotiate how to remember the man they both loved. Starring uh, Joanne Tucker, Jamie F. Ross, and Sherry O'Terry, who I haven't seen in anything in a long time. Who is that? Wasn't she? She was on Mad TV, like in the early two thousand. Sherry O'Terry. Oh. Yeah, you'd remember her okay. face if you saw her for sure. Okay. Well, the movie I want to see the most is actually Cosmic Dawn. Uh, I have to agree with you. That was the one I was. I'm yeah. surprised actually, but yeah, I totally. It, at least from the description, it sounds the most interesting. Uh, coming next week, news of the week. TV and movies of the week, Eurovision, like you, Norway, we know about. Anything else? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we have two other countries, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. How I Met Your Father, episode six. And another mm. digital review of Dog, which I've seen a commercial for. I don't know if you... Let me guess what it is about. Could it be a dog? It, it, there is a dog in the film, yes. I, wow. We will also do our predictions of uh, Oscars and Razzies. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is next yeah. week. Yeah, you're right. That will be fun. That's always fun to do. What does the winner get? A hug? Uh, I don't know. We, we don't... There's no real winners or losers. We just mm. do it for fun, pretty much. Uh. Oh, yeah, you won the Super Bowl bet. We should have said... Oh, well, whatever. Yeah, I picked the Rams. Um, or Actually, the I didn't Rams. really pick the Rams. You picked the other one, and I just, by default, yeah. ended up with the Rams. <laughs> Default. <laughs> Defaultly. Uh, what do you have picked, uh, if you had picked first? I don't know what I would have picked, to be honest. Okay. I didn't well. look at the um, stats like of each team until after we had finished I, picking them or anything. So Yeah, I, I couldn't care less. I don't have much for Jeremy around because I haven't really... What about Kanye? Uh, yeah. I mean... I think the whole thing is a little, like, cringe. He, everybody's really mad. Well, he's been just crazy on Twitter. So he's been posting, like, all this shade against uh, Kim Kardashian and... Uh, God, mm. the guy who we just talked about in the movie round... Uh, Pete yeah. Davidson, who they are yeah. dating now, and then he got in a big beef with, um, was it some singer, because she was, uh, basically, she stopped her show, mid-show, to be like, hey, we take care of people. Taylor Swift. Was something. it Taylor? No, no, it was somebody else. Oh. Uh, I can't remember who it was, but she okay. stopped the show and was basically like throwing shade at Travis. Oh, Billy Eilish. Oh, Billy Eilish. There you go. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, and he got mad at that, like defending Travis Scott for some reason. I don't mm. really understand why, but he's just been t posting just crazy shit. Just people are mm. kind of worried about his mental health at this point. I think like he already there's a documentary. Yeah, there's a documentary on Netflix. Uh, with three episodes. I know the first one came out today. Oh, okay. I'm probably going to, to see it. I had heard, I heard something about it, or I read something about it, but I didn't know okay. it was already out. Okay. Um, did you hear about the Chicken Big Mac? No. So in the UK, they did like a, a special 
chicken, like a Big Mac, except it had chicken patties, right? Really not revolutionary. Okay. Everything, just Big Mac with chicken instead of beef, right? Um, mm-hmm. It apparently was like the most popular thing ever to the point that demand was so high uh, that they had to stop serving it and they said they're going to bring it back in a few months because they just ran out of chicken or something. (laughs) Okay. Isn't that nuts? I don't know why uh, people in the UK are so... I mean, a chicken Big Mac doesn't sound bad, I guess, but it doesn't sound that amazing, especially for McDonald's. Oh, oh. Uh, oh, one of the trailers that we forgot was uh, Doctor Strange. Oh, yeah. Uh, what do you think about that? That was very, very fun. It looked very, very, very strange. <laughs> Funny enough. I think there... Ironically. I mean, there was a few things that people uh, were criticizing. I guess people were criticizing the um, Larry the Cable Guy one with... Um, with Jim Carrey because they were basically saying, like, why does he need to ruin this classic character... Just for you know to make a little money for a phone company, um, unless yeah. like it's not like they're bringing back Cable Guy. They're not making a new Cable Guy movie or something like that, where it would yeah. be like an in- integrated uh, marketing where they're like promoting that and Verizon at the same time. It was yeah. people were kind of upset that they were like you know ruining their childhood or something like that. I guess I don't know. Would you wasn't yeah wasn't one of the movies that you anticipated also there Ambulance. Oh yeah, the ambulance trailer was. Yeah, that looked yeah. very interesting. I, ju- I don't think I wrote that down. We didn't oh, talk about the metaverse commercial either. Oh yeah, that was so terrible. Uh, yeah, there's oh. a lot. There's a um, an Eddie Burback video that just came out all about the metaverse, which is pretty good. It's like a 20 minute. I think he does a better job than we ever could do it describing the metaverse stuff. But the commercial itself was like. It was supposed to be kind of referencing Friday, uh, Five Nights at Freddy's a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. the animals were supposed to be, what do you call it, like, those animatronic things. And then they um, they get retired, but then they have a new life inside the metaverse. And it's like, it's so, the whole thing is so dumb. It really is nothing. Yeah, I, I don't, I really, really don't, didn't understand that commercial. Because he had, like, glasses on, and that was, like, uh, he got his revenge in the, in the... No, it's like, he's getting a new, he's getting a fresh new outlook, because, like, he's, he's been, like, he had this job that, like, he was super important as, like, this animatronic dog. This is the story they were trying to tell, I think. And so then, he gets retired, and he's put in, like, an antique shop, uh... But when he's in the metaverse, he's somebody again, if that makes sense. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I saw uh, the future of cremation after COVID with Caitlin Donner. It was very interesting. (laughs) A little, like, documentary that I saw of the Munter Museum of College. Oh, I didn't... Interesting. I didn't hear about that. Uh, Oh, yeah. It came out a a month ago. I just came over it in my recommendation, and I was like, whoa. Oh, okay, cool. cool. Uh, We didn't talk about Trisha being pregnant. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, I was was saving that for the next, actually. Okay. Uh, 
But well, uh, I don't mind. We can talk about it now. She is very pregnant, apparently. Um, very. She had three tests to show camera. People are saying, like, uh, you know, she already has, like, ten YouTube channels, but look for a uh, Trisha Paytas family vlog coming oh soon. Oh, my gosh. Right? Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> that will be the best. Right, exactly. It's a... Uh, I don't know. I don't know how to feel about it. I mean, they're, they're, her whole vibe is so, what's a, um, to not toxic, but her whole business model is a little bit toxic, you know? And then mm -hmm. to put a kid in, in there, I, hopefully they just don't put them on camera or them on camera. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, anything else besides, nope. uh, Crystal and Kyle, I guess that was the last thing I had. Oh, yeah. Crystal and Kyle kissing in a tree. Yeah, they're two what very popular left-wing news commentating YouTubers who mm -hmm. they were completely they had different shows, completely different shows, and then they started a podcast together last year sometime. I want to say, um, which I don't really listen to all that much. I've seen clips and stuff from it, but uh, apparently then they got together and on a Valentine's Day announced it on Twitter. Which, congratulations, I guess. They were super cute. Yeah, both those things all came out on Valentine's yeah. Day, the Trisha pre pregnancy and that, so. Mm -hmm. What are you most excited for? I I, uh, I have my answer. And it's not Trisha. <laughs> <laughs> Actually. I don't know. It's, it's all going to be drama. Like, if they break up, that's all drama, too, you know what I mean? So, we'll see what happens with all of it. Yeah. There's just been a real... Uh, separation of kind of like the YouTube leftist news organizations. There's a lot of rivalries happening right now in, in that space uh, where I think those people should probably learn to coexist and work no, against the people that are actually, you know, bad, but whatever. Oh, the Democratic Party is actually working together? I, I was more talking about like the fights between like Sam Cedar and. Jimmy Dore and Sam Cedar and uh, the Breaking Points people and then the Breaking Points people against all these other people and the Humanist Report against Breaking Points and like everybody seems to be fighting each other. It just It's not conducive to like actually uh, helping the can, Democrats win, I don't think. Can I just say I haven't watched Young Turks in how ever long now yeah no i mean i don't even subscribe to that anymore but uh, so I, I, a lot of those other people i don't subscribe to either i mean yeah yeah so um, yeah i think that's it i don't i can't think of any other really big youtube stuff no uh, no no well i am uh, fro uh yeah my name is luke Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye, everybody. Another, di another, digi another digital citizen. 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 Another digital citizen.